Welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, listeners, we are going to talk to the owner of a really, really hot website today. I actually, I shared, I shared the link with my boyfriend, and he looked at that and he went, ooh, what a landing page. So, I'm just, I'm just saying, you're, you're going to like this. You really are. And and this probably isn't going to be one for the kids. I'm I'm just I'm letting you know that. So and I love the title of the of the website and the domain name. It's Afterglow, and we're going to find out why she called it that. We're we're going to find that out here. We're going to find out all kinds of fun things about the solo founder. I like that. I like that. We I found out lots of neat things about this woman last night when I was going over this information and we're going to see if we can't find out some new juicy things about why she started this site and the business and all kinds of fun things. So I would like to welcome Lily Sparks to Ready for Love Radio. Lily, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. I am excited for all of your questions and and to see what you come out with. And I, I did want to add that our domain name is xoafterglow.com, just so people can find it. I, have, I, I saw that. I looked at that. I went, ooh, I like that even better. I really like what y'all did. And like I said, the first time I went to your site, I went, ooh, that's hot. I like that. It gets your attention. And it was so funny because I, I sent the link to him and I said, I said, click on this. Just, just click. He's like, ooh, that." That gets your attention. I said, that's why I sent it. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, sometimes I ask the guests to introduce your, themselves, but I like these two paragraphs so much, I'm going to introduce you, okay? I want to make sure I get to say this. So so just, just to let my listeners know something, it says, Afterglow was founded in 2020 by solo founder and entrepreneur Lily Sparks. Afterglow is the self-sex-positive, pleasure-focused platform and community shifting the adult media paradigm, curating stories, igniting conversations, and offering premium video and written content centered on sexual fulfillment. Afterglow empowers everyone to become experts in their own pleasure, paving the way for a future we want to live and star in Afterglow is an adult site for those 18 plus with original licensed content behind a paywall and free sex positive articles. Normalizing sex and porn in a modern world 
Afterglow is the sex resource we all need. I love that. I read that last night and I went, hold on, let me just kind of absorb that and read it again. That is so great. I, I don't know who came up with that, but that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm really picky about words and how you put them together and all that. So I just, I love that. That just, that is awesome. And as as somebody that tries to help convey the message about healthy healthy sexuality and helping people to overcome issues around their sexuality and improve their relationships. I I completely get that and I completely applaud what you're trying to do and what I understand you're trying to do. Now, I I am hoping to learn more about what you're trying to do and I really really when when I got this from Brian um, I, I said, I, I want to help her get her message out there, and that's why I invited you to be on the show today. So I'm very glad to have you here with us. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And um, basically what Afterglow is trying to do is we're trying to merge porn and sexual wellness. My, a little bit of my story is I was with my high school sweetheart, um, and we got together when I was 15. And you know, I didn't know anything about sex or my body or, or how to explore my body. And, you know, everything we're taught in school is not around pleasure. It's really around, it's not about how to have sex. It's really about how not to have sex and all the things right. that can go wrong and how bad sex is. And no one ever really talks about, like, how to have a great sex life. And so I had no idea what I was doing. And I felt really alone and I felt really ashamed and... um I actually like didn't didn't experience an orgasm until I was 24. Right. And you know, at the same time, it's like I, you know, my background is, you know, I've I've been an entrepreneur before, so I was, you know, running this big company and like, you know, selling millions of dollars of products. But in my per and like, so I'm a smart cookie. But in my personal life, I would just like I couldn't figure out sex, and I felt really like. I felt really embarrassed about it and I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, I didn't want anybody else to have to go through what I went through. And so that was really the inspiration around starting Afterglow. And when I thought about, like, where, where do people, like, learn about sex? Like, where do they, like, see what sex looks like? You know, I think a lot of people, that answer is porn. Well, you know, in, in mainstream porn is not – good for education and, and actually exactly. the, the timing for this and the reason I want to do your show this week is is last week I think it was last week no week before last um, I had the founder of Sex Smart Films on and we were just talking about that how mainstream porn and I knew you were coming in on so I made a point, point of saying you know mainstream porn when we were talking mm -hmm. um, is is just not an educational product. It's just not. Exactly. You know, that's that's not the purpose behind it. <laughs> you know. Yep. So and and I I said in that show, you know, there are some types that are out that are much better if if you mm -hmm. actually want to learn. But you're mm -hmm. you're typical, and the majority of what's out there and what's been out there for years and years and years, that it, it's not educational content. That's not what it's for. 
And the thing is, a lot of people, and especially teens, that's what they're using it for. And I, I used to manage a video store that rented porn, you know. And yeah. I know for a fact what we had, there were a whole lot of people, even even older, that were renting it thinking that's how to do it. And it's like, no, yeah. this this is for entertainment purposes. And it ought to say entertainment purposes only on, and I, yeah. actually it did on the boxes. I know it did because I, I, I processed them and put them out for rent, you know. And uh, all that, but you know, people take it seriously and assume that's that's how to do it, you know. Yeah. But and there's yeah, so many different no. ways to do it, you know. There's well, there are. there's just such a big spectrum of you know, and such a big spectrum of how to have sex. And I think that you know, sex is a skill like anything else. But we also kind of have this idea that like you know, you're supposed to meet somebody and then you know you do it, and it's either like amazing and perfect and everything you wanted. Or it's not, and then there's something wrong with you. And, like, I think sex is a skill. I, I agree with you. And I think people assume that if, if you have sex with somebody that's not great, then you're not good for, you're not right for each other. And it's like, okay, yeah. but you can improve your skills, just like you can improve any yeah. of your skills. You know, it's, it's not exactly. that because you have sex with a person, you're not right for each other. Maybe... The two of you just don't know, one or both or whatever, don't know how to have sex, or you haven't communicated with each other mm-hmm. what you exactly. Need. And so that's why there's a problem between it. You know, you know, a lot of people don't communicate with each other about sex, or they don't know what they want and need. Because, you know, if you don't know what you want and need, then how, how can you, can tell you somebody communicate? Else? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're so yeah. Thank so you. at Afterglow, we we have like guided masturbations. We have um, a guided cunnilingus exercise that you can do with a partner. That's really fun. Hold on. We have all Hold these on. tools to help. Did, yeah. Did you did you say guided masturbation? I love that. What what is yes. that? I have to ask. What yeah, is that? Yeah. It's, it's 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 an audio track. So you just kind of like. Put it on next to the bedside. You kind of, you know, get your space all set up. Turn on your candles. Put your music on, and then um, it's this amazing sex coach who tells you what to do. Like tells you to kind of like start just touching your body, touching different parts of yourself. Um, and I think it's uh, it's about forty minutes long. So one of the nice things is it gets you out of your normal routine and really makes you think about what feels good, what brings you pleasure, and, and really, like, enjoy, like, turn it into, like, almost a spiritual experience, honestly. Wow. You know, you know what's funny is, is several years ago, probably three or four, I actually did something like that, kind of just kind of playing around with the idea. I didn't know what to call it, but that, that's an awesome name for it, thinking that that kind of thing would be very helpful for people. But I, I never did anything with it because, like I said, I couldn't figure out what to call it. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, it's so much fun just to, like, see what gives you, really, like, stop to think about what gives you pleasure instead of just kind of going through the motions. Right, right. Because, well, and, and people, people just don't even know where to, some people just don't even know where to start, you know. And, and I've, I've said on here so many times that you, you can't, communicate to your partner 
what to do to bring you pleasure if you don't know what brings you pleasure, you know. And yeah. I, I, I hate the mentality or dislike the mentality when somebody says, well, it's their responsibility to give me an orgasm. No, it's not, you know. And yeah. and people are like, well, I, I have to break up with this person because they don't they don't please me. Um, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I think, I think you and I are going to be, I, I think we're going to be friends. I think we're going to get along. All I right. Think. Interesting. Okay, so, so tell me, tell me, the first time you saw porn, what, what was your impression? Yeah. It turned me on. Well, this is good. Very, That's what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah. I, I think one thing that porn does well is it does turn you on. And I think sometimes as women, you know, we're, we're not as easy to get to that place as men are. And we sometimes need a little, you know, whether it's a, an audio or a book or whatever, it's like, you know, it's nice to have a little something that you know is going to kind of get you to that place. It, well, you know, it's interesting. I have found more and more male friends of mine enjoy erotica. They enjoy mm. reading reading erotica, which has really shocked me. I like it, but it it, it surprised me that so many because I you know every and I always said you know guys guys like porn because they can see it, but yeah. it really has been interesting how many guys I talk to that say they like reading erotic stories. Yeah. And I'm like, I think Ooh. there's less difference, you know, I think there's less difference between the genders than, you know, sometimes we've been led to believe. Like, you know, people have this idea that women don't like porn, but, you know, 30% of porn watchers are women and 73% of women have watched porn in the past six months. So that's, obviously not true and and same thing with the guys you know they like reading they like stories you know i think um you know we all have things that that turn us on well and and women have been reading bodice ripper stories forever you know so forever you know they're they're basically consuming porn it's just written instead of yep. a movie and and i mean who who do you think watches the stuff on Lifetime? I, come on, the the yeah. late night Lifetime stuff is just soft porn. It is, you know. So yep. it's not that different. They just don't show frontal views, you know. So <laughs> totally. And yeah. even, like, even the type of stuff that women watch, like women actually, like one thing that's surprising is that women actually search for rough sex more than men do. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Well, and, and like, Law & Order SVU, huge hit, and has been on for, what, 20-some years now? Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, that's, um, huh, fascinating. All right. Well, you just have all kinds of interesting little stats and information at your fingertips. You know, I liked, I liked, I thoroughly enjoyed your um, your piece that you you wrote. The I created a female led porn site. I, I thoroughly, I actually mm -hmm. read that twice. I enjoyed that so much. Mm -hmm. I like when you were saying that you know you you enjoyed it, but then you went back and you were trying to find um, 
porn that you you just really enjoyed and just 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 hit the spot for you, you know. And yeah. I've had that same problem because I'll I'll look through and start watching something and be like, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. And because I mean, if it doesn't it doesn't interest you in reasonably quick, it's like no, nah, you just go on to the next. And there's so much that you can just kind of go on to the next. And it's yeah, it's like, and then it kind of okay. leaves you feeling a little like gross, and you're like, why am I watching this? Like, I wanted to feel good, and now I'm not, and it's just really frustrating. Well, especially when you're in the mood to watch something, and you just you go through, yeah. and there's just there's just nothing that turns you on, you know? Yep. It's like okay, and there's there's certain you know certain topics that usually turn you on, and it's just nothing in there that's just doing it, you know? So yeah. I, I said, see, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I, I, I like to do, she says, she says, you know, but, but, you know, making porn for myself seemed a little bit racy for my stable life. <laughs> so I, I was like, there you go. Well, I'm, here to, I'm here to do that for you. I'm here to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but I and, and then this this is so funny. So and it's okay. When I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back on the story a little bit, but I have to ask you first. What what happened when you told your mom you were gonna do this? Yeah, um, it was actually really funny because I was really nervous to tell my mom. Um, I was thinking. You know, I grew up somewhat somewhat conservative, and you know, I had like an awkward sex talk at 16. But other than that, like my mom and I didn't really talk about that stuff. So when I told her, I, I, I just kind of like, you know, blurted it out. This, this is what I'm doing, Mom. I'm, I'm making a porn site for women. And, and she kind of like looks at me and, and just, you know, kind of blank face. And then she's like, oh, yeah, women don't really like the cum shot, do they? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like let out a big breath. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess she knows more than I thought. Yeah, I know. I know. I that I would not have expected that reply from a mom. But yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that that I I think that would have led to too many questions I would have wanted to ask and just I, I'm going home now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's too funny. Oh my mm. gracious. But um, yeah. Okay. So so what? You had thought about this, and you had thought about this, but but there were certain things kind of holding you back, and I, I can understand the you know conservative background and and that sort of thing. Boy, can I re- relate to that. So what mm-hmm. what finally gave you the nudge and and said, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I actually went on a ten day completely silent meditation retreat. just meditating all hours of the day. You couldn't talk to anybody around you. There were people around you, but you weren't allowed to talk to them. You just had to sit there with your thoughts. And it was on Maui in Hawaii. It was beautiful. There was, like, birds singing. There was waves crashing. And, you know, I was sitting there cross-legged, breathing. And I just had this, like, moment of insight where it felt like a, you know, like a voice kind of came to me and was like, you need to do this now. Like, now is the time. Like, you're never going to feel 100% ready, and you just kind of got to leap and do it and figure it out as you go. Interesting. All right, now this this happened in, like, 
early 2020. So we're talking about like right around the whole COVID. Yeah, it was February 2020. So so I came back and I was like, okay, like you know, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like talk to my friend Jackie, who's really into this stuff. I'm gonna talk to like my other friend who's great at social media. Like I had this whole like I was like so excited and so ready to go. And then I get back, and then two weeks later. Everything shuts down. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just did kind of happen out of the blue. So, so basically, the world shut down, and I'm I'm guessing that you you didn't really have any experience. You've done a lot of things and a lot of business experience and successes, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm guessing that you didn't have any experience with with film and the entertainment business and and I'm yeah, guessing I, I, that you didn't have a lot of like porn stars in your Rolodex. I, I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Yep. And, I, and I even, started my career as an accountant, so I think that's about yeah. as far as you could jump as you can get from accountant to making porn, producing porn. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I had no contact, no connection. And, you know, I spent a lot, of, a lot of that time of lockdown just doing a ton of research and really learning as much as I could about the industry. But it's a really, you know, the interesting thing about porn is it's so socially stigmatized that, you know, you can't just go on LinkedIn and, like, look up, you know, people in the industry or, like, you know, you can't read a book or take a class on, like, you know, how, how to get your start. Um, so it was definitely a, a fun challenge for me. You, I, I gotta say, I, I literally, and I don't laugh out loud, loud very often, but I, I was, I was reading through this, and it says sometimes it felt like I was going nowhere. How did nobody I know, or how, how was it that nobody I know was connected to a porn star? <laughs> I was like, that's not a, a thought that most of us have on a daily basis. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said, but I know Brian. I do know people that do. So, yeah. <laughs> but that was just, I'm like, especially in the middle of COVID, that's just not a thought most people have. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's also one, one thing that uh, somebody very smart said to me is, you know, you probably do know somebody that has some kind of sex work experience. Right. They're just not telling you. This well, this is true. This is true. Well, you know, now it was funny. I actually, um, I was, I was reading something about. Um, I, I'm connected to all kinds of people that work in the quote unquote sex industry, just because of of my love coaching and all the connections I have now with that. And it's fascinating what qualifies as being a quote unquote sex worker. Mm-hmm. It, it it's a, a very anybody that does sex education, sex counseling, any anything like that is now considered a sex worker. So it's a yeah. it's a very broad, very broad umbrella that encompasses a whole lot of people now. So yeah, um, and it's actually, so actually it's so crazy probably, how like you know Instagram and Facebook like censor sex coaches and, you know, sex therapists who are out there really just trying to educate people. And like, you know, like I, I, I understand that they are, you know, 
making sure that there's no prostitution on their platform. But like right. saying the word sex is is considered prostitution in their eyes, which I think is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like they they used to for years. They used to always push me to buy ads for my radio show, and yeah. they finally about two. For about the first six years I was on air, they did that. And they finally stopped about two years ago because any time I tried, they would turn them down. And they finally stopped uh, probably about two years ago. They finally stopped doing it. And I'm like, I don't know why y'all bother. You're just going to turn it down Mm -hmm. if I do anyway, you know, no matter what I tried to promote. Because they they always like, oh, you know, so... I was doing one trying to help people to um, recover from trauma after being assaulted. It wouldn't even approve yeah. that. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. No. So. And it's like that's the information that, that is so needed in our culture and our society, and it's like we're not even allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So it's like. So, you know, I appreciate you having this radio program and, and letting, you know, really bringing attention to a lot of these topics. Yeah. Well, and. It, you know, it's a lot of what I cover on here is to help people to improve the quality of their life, you know? And yeah. If Facebook can't grasp that, that then yeah, whatever. There's yeah. there's other ways yeah. to So Exactly. Okay, so one of you said one of the big breaks you had was when you reached out and you you got in touch with an ethical porn consultant. What yeah. the heck that, that's probably something most authors have never heard of. What's an ethical porn consultant? Yeah. So um, their name is Rooster, and they experienced some harm on a porn set, and that's really what made them become an activist in this space. And really, you know, a lot of people just don't know what porn sets are like. They don't know, you know, we have this kind of, like, image in our mind of, like, maybe a CD, you know, <laughs> like hotel room kind of thing with a bunch of guys and, you know, a young woman. Um, And so they've been really an advocate for talking about what are the standards of the industry and what should they be. And those include things like knowing what type of sex acts you're expected to perform before you show up, knowing who your scene partner is, knowing how much you're going to get paid and when you're going to get paid. You know, really basic labor laws because, you know, like it, it's, a, it's a job just like any other job. And, you know, you should know what your job is going to be when you show up. Makes good sense. Well, and I think that's, that's something a lot of people kind of buy into the hype. Um that I mean there we we can't say there haven't been and aren't some definite issues with some porn producers, okay, yeah, and directors and all that sort of thing, because there definitely have been at various times, yep, but it I, from from the things that I've heard um that has been straightened out for the most part. And like I said, I, I could be wrong, but that's just the things that mm-hmm. I've heard. And, I mean, I, I had Joanna Angel on here, too, um, 
I think mm-hmm. from my 300th show, um, and talk to her about the way that she does things with her company. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, I, people need to catch up. They just they need to catch up with how things are being done now, and especially yeah. with the fact that that there are women that are in charge now. You're not just yeah. looking at the this you know the sleazy old old man that that's bringing in women for various reasons and this kind of thing yeah um yeah and and you know just just so he can have a woman there and basically just for him to get off on whatever's going on you know they yep. they need to look at the way things are being done now um yeah and i i Very don't different. remember I don't remember the name of the book there was a really cool book that that I got a copy of to review so somebody just anonymously sent it to me which was cool um and it was it was breaking down the porn industry and it it went all the way back to the early early really really big well-known ones um and was talking about how things are being done had been done being done now that kind of thing and it was actually god it was probably six or seven years ago i'd I'd love to see an updated version of the same kind of thing um and just the the way the industry's changed and it was great yeah. book. Um, and it was yeah. just interesting to see the changes that were being made, you know. And and I mean, there's yeah. there's even some big name porn stars that are are making and and creating their own businesses, you know, their own brands, their yeah. own businesses, moving into mainstream work and this sort of thing. And it's just yeah. it's really interesting to see what's happening and what's being done and that sort of thing. You know, so well, and and even with what you're doing and and creating a larger platform, plus the videos, you know, and the website, and yeah. and you know, so it just I just think it's really interesting to see what's going on, and people aren't keeping up with what the industry's doing. You know, they're they're still kind of stuck yeah. on what was happening 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, basically, like any mainstream company that produces content like that content is generally made much better much more ethically than you would think because you know they're all worried about you know if anything goes wrong that's a big liability for them and and they don't want that at all and I think that a lot of the you know a lot of the issues I think one thing that people don't realize is that porn by definition is consent you know it is done consensually if it's not consensual, then it's image-based sexual abuse material. It's not porn. Right. And so I think one of the things that people um, dislike about mainstream sites is, you know, they just haven't been as on top of content moderation as, you know, so, you know, really identifying what is consensual, what's porn, what is image-based sexual abuse, and really taking all of the bad stuff off their platform. But you know, Facebook and Instagram also have just as bad content moderation issues. So it's really not, you know, it's really a bigger issue than just the industry. Right, right. Interesting. I, like I said, I, I like getting perspectives from people that are actually working there and doing things because I, I think, well, like everything else, people have a very... Um, skewed view of things by listening mm-hmm. to what the media is putting out there and what social media is putting out there 
and yeah. and don't really have a realistic view of things. So, yeah. Um, and let me see. I, I like I like the way you wrap this up by saying my mission is to open up the conversation around sex even more and to help people have more great sex good good mission good mission um, mm-hmm. by combining porn and sexual wellness I want to help people have a healthy balanced sex life yes yes I agree yeah. I agree completely <laughs> so, well and, and that helps them have a healthy balanced relationship which is see wonderful when you're having great sex, I just feel like that bleeds into so many areas of your life. You're just full of creativity, of joy. You know, I think it's such a core part of who we are as human beings. And, you know, yeah. for us to just not talk about it, when we talk so much about food, we talk so much about sleep, we talk so much about shelter, you know, it's, it's, it's silly. Yeah. Well, people, it, it, and, and this comes up on here quite a bit, too, is that when when you're more knowledgeable and confident in your sex life and even even more confident in your sexuality okay even if you're you're not you're not with a partner but you're you're confident sexually okay mm-hmm. you're overall more confident you know and yeah. we're talking about yeah. how you know you you can tell a person that's confident. They've just got yeah. something, you know. When they walk in the room, it, that it's that it factor, you know. When somebody yeah. if, if somebody walks in a room and they're not confident, and somebody else comes in right after them and they are confident, the difference between those two people night and day, you know. Yeah. You can tell the confident person in a heartbeat. And the person less confident, you can tell that in a heartbeat. You may not immediately know that's what it is, but you know there's something totally different between those two people, you know. And it, it just, and like I said, even even if you're not at that moment in a relationship with somebody, it's still that that confidence, and it's. And, and like you said, it's that creativity, and it's it's all aspects of your life are more more on point, more more vivid, more everything. And it it sounds yeah. crazy until you actually experience it yourself. You know, it just like I said, I I thought it was nuts until I actually experienced it myself, and it's like wow, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and that doesn't that doesn't mean you have a crazy sex life. It, it, that's not what it is. It's just no. you're well, and you're just more in tune with yourself and your body. You know, even yeah. if it's just understanding and and being aware of your your body and yourself. And there's so many times, like I I've been through a whole lot of unbelievable sexual. I mean, not sexual. Um, health issues the last six years. I had a major, major health crisis six years ago and have been through all kinds of major surgeries and stuff. And it's, it's flipped my health upside down. And I've, I've literally, in order to kind of stay on, on top of all this, I've had to become very aware of what, what my, my body's going through. 
and yeah. stay very on top of, of the situation and this kind of stuff with the doctors. And my my biggest thing has become, you know, I have to listen to what my body's telling me and know like when I have to stop, when when I'm pushing too hard, when I have to take a nap, that kind of thing. And it's amazing the difference when you're you're staying in tune with what your body's telling you, you know, in listening, and and you're just more in sync with yourself, you know, what your body needs, and that kind of thing. It's it's. I didn't do that for the longest time, you know. I lived in the body, obviously, but you can you can feel disconnected. It, it was like the first the first month or so, I was taking chemo and radiation treatments. I literally came home. And it was so funny one day, or so strange. I literally felt disconnected from myself. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this has got to stop. The, no, I, I the, you know, when you're when you're going through that kind of thing, you 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 don't want to be in your body because of all the mess you're going through. But it's like I I didn't work this hard to get this connected to let an illness undo all that work you know yeah. so um i i've got to I, I got to get reconnected i've got to get connected with my body again because this this at this point i have to be listening to my body and i can't do it if i'm disconnected you know so it's um it, it was just the that weirdest thing a lot feeling. of strength to, to really be in your body even when it doesn't feel good to be in your body too and i think it's like yeah. our body's always giving us all these signals and we kind of have the choice kind of work on turning the volume up or some people kind of work on turning the, the volume down right yeah just like you know if your car is making a noise do you turn the radio up so you don't have to listen to it or do you turn the volume down yep. and go okay I need to pay attention you know and get it fixed yep. same, thing, same thing with our body are we listening to what our body's telling us mm -hmm. or are we ignoring it so good mm -hmm. good point I like that mm -hmm. see, see I love that <laughs> okay so what how how do I want to ask this? How are you merging porn and sexual wellness? And what, what is sexual wellness? For the listeners that, that may be going, what does she mean sexual wellness? That's, that's a great question. What, what, so is it and why, what, what is it and why should they care? How about that? Yeah, for me, sexual wellness is kind of a step beyond, like, basic health. You know, it's a, it's a step beyond, like, Am I practicing safe sex? You know, how, you know, how am I, um, you know, is my body healthy? It's really kind of getting up to the level of pleasure and does this feel good for me? So, you know, is this healthy? Is this, is this kind of healthy for me in like a greater kind of long-term way? So, you know, maybe questions like does having sex with this person, you know, make me feel good, not just in my body, but also in the rest of my life, you know, like are they treating me well? Do I feel happy afterwards? Starting to pay attention to some of those bigger questions of like how your sex life and your sexuality affects the rest of your life and not just like, am I free from disease? Okay, okay. Okay, now at the very beginning, I mentioned you're a solo founder, and we're used to the word co-founder. Tell us what a solo founder is, and and why you why you did it that way. 
Yeah, so solo founder basically means, you know, I, I'm the founder, I'm the CEO, I, I don't have any co-founders like people are, are used to. And, you know, I started this by myself. I actually really believe in co-founders. I, I think it's really good. You know, I, I don't necessarily believe that being a solo founder is the right way to do things. But I've learned from my past business experiences, you know, and I, I think it's the same in business relationships as it is in, you know, love romantic relationships. I say it's like, it's way better to be single than it is to be in a relationship with the wrong person. Yes. And, you know, I knew this so was I've a relationship question. Yeah, so I've learned to just take my time with, you know, building relationships with people and, and not just kind of jumping into a co-founder relationship. Like to me, you know, that's like getting married to someone. Like that's a big deal. And so, um, you know, I have some really amazing people on my team and, you know, I would love to have them turn into potentially a co-founder at some future point. I think that's very smart. Get, go ahead, get things going, get it established, and, and take your time finding somebody to bring in with you. You know, mm -hmm. so I, yeah, it's, um, being in business with the wrong person, wow, that, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big issues with that. So, seeing as how you were going into a different industry, a different everything, what were your biggest challenges, personally and professionally, getting this up and going? Yeah. Great question. I think it was very it was very humbling for me to go into a completely different industry because, you know, I kind of established myself in, in what I was doing before and you know, I I thought I was so smart and knew exactly what to do and um every industry is just totally different and so I had to go back to that beginner's mindset and that, you know, learning learning new things and um really seeking to understand and that was hard for me at, at some times because I just want to be successful and, and go big. And it's like, no, you know, you're that you can't just like, you know, bulldozer over what's already there. You have to really understand the landscape and understand, you know, how you fit in. And, you know, I really believe in supporting the porn industry and of being a part of the porn industry and, and not thinking that, like, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching the porn, you know, mainstream porn at all. It's, it's really great for what it's designed for. And I'm just really trying to offer an alternative. And so really kind of going through that process was one of the um, enjoyable parts of starting this business. Cool. So now your, your films are geared toward women. Is that right? Yeah. So basically we focus on the pleasure of all participants. Okay. So do just women come to your site or do men come also? Yeah. We have actually a lot of male subscribers who are looking for some of the same things that I hear from a lot of the women customers I speak to, which is, you know, they want to see genuine connection, authentic connection. They want to see authentic pleasure. They want to know that it's ethically produced. They want to, you know, 
see more realistic scenarios perhaps. Some of our, our cinematic films, you see, you see communication, you see consent, you see these things that are sometimes left out of what we traditionally think of as porn. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, I, this, this may shock some people if, if they don't know a certain type of, of guy, but, and this may be a well-kept secret to a lot of people, but there, there are men out there who enjoy having sex with women that they have an actual connection with. Yeah. I, and they enjoy I, I mean, pleasing. They want to please women. I think that's another thing. Yeah, that, um, they do. So many men that really want to please women. Bless their hearts. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. And the rest of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Now I want. Yeah, and I feel like if I if I want if my goal is like you know my goal is to inspire great sex and to do that you can't just solely focus on one gender. You have to. You know, it, it takes two to tango. Yes, yes. Now, I, I want I want the audience, the women in particular, to just kind of lean their heads back, close their eyes, and listen to what I'm going to tell them right now. Okay. Now, now just just focus. Okay. Close your eyes. Now, a take charge woman instructs her handsome lover on just how she'd like to be pleased. He more than willingly obliges her, catering to her innermost desires and fantasies as he goes down on her, all the while playing up to her as he indulges and satisfies her every need. You can see it all in the porn film. Now, wait a minute. What did I say? indulges and satisfies her every need. You can see it in a porn film. What? What? Her satisfy satisfy her needs? Not his needs? Her needs? Lily, is that possible? Could it be? It's possible. It's here. <laughs> There, there are such movies out there. We got them. <laughs> I had to do it. I just, I had to. So, and you, you and, got me. You got me going a little bit with that, you know. Yeah, that that was the goal. That was the goal. <clears throat> if I had another description like that, I'd do it again. And and that. It, for for people who would like to know, that was from the movie Lip Service. Now tell me that doesn't get you thinking. <clears throat> and actually, is is that the the movie that there's a clip on the uh, landing page of your website? Yes. Aha, aha. Just just saying, just saying, in case you'd like to see a small clip from that. And and I'm just telling you, I've seen her expression. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so. And and if you're if anybody listening wants to check out the entire video of lip service, they can sign up on exoafterglow.com and they can use the code pleasure for a free 30-day trial. 
and they can see all of the sexy videos. Ooh, pleasure. That sounds like a good code. I like that. Easy to remember, too. All right. I didn't know if y'all were still doing that or not. I, I actually meant to ask you that before we started, and I forgot. All right. Um, yeah, I, I saw that description on, on one of your interviews, and said, so, oh, I've got to use that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's too good. Okay, and and now there was there was something about let me let me find my notes here. I've I've got like thirty eight pages of notes. Um, where you bought out films from other people that you're also showing on your site. Um, yeah, Nina Lennox. Tell me about that. So when I was you know in that time we talked about where I was researching and I was trying to figure out did does anybody know anybody uh, I got connected with Nina Lennox who was a feminist porn pioneer in the late 90s early 2000s and okay. she created the first uh, cable channel for women and had amazing films but you know she's since been out of the industry for a while and. You know, I think a lot of women enjoy watching older films, like more vintage films, because they right. feel like there's more real authentic pleasure. And, you know, she was super kind to me. She gave me tons of great advice, you know, great feedback, told me her story. And since she wasn't, you know, she wasn't really in the industry anymore, I said, hey, you know, I'd love to you know, have your films on, on Afterglow. And she's like, yeah, of course, you know, I'd, I'd love that. You know, then they get to, you know, they were, you know, I actually have, she also gave me as part of the, um, as part of buying her collection, I, I have thousands of porn DVDs in my closet. Oh, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. So I'm shocked. When any, whenever anyone comes over to my house, they end up with a porn DVD, whether they want it or not. <laughs> now, I, there, there's this one, and, and it's called Erection Services, starring Julian, and it's about a male bordello for women. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That I, I, I looked at that and went, holy crap, I like that idea. So... <laughs> About time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I wow. I was I was reading all this at like two o'clock this morning. That's interesting reading material for two o'clock in the morning. Is all I can tell you. Mm -hmm. But um, but interesting, interesting, interesting. So you've got her films, and you've got, and that was from in Impulse. Was that the, Impulse the name? Pictures, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've got her stuff, you've got your movies, and I, I was looking around the website, and you've got um, articles, and actually, you've got. I, I was enjoying the articles that you've got. So people can visit the website, and like I said, fascinating landing page with the the clip from from Lip Service. Um, you've got some other other movies that I, because I, I get all of Brian's press releases, um, and and every time I see that he's got a press release, I'm, this could be fascinating, and you've got her films, 
And you've got a special PR campaign throughout August, a, a different theme each week. Yeah, so when I started, you know, when I, when I had this meditation moment of I'm going to start this company, and, you know, I had the problem of, like, I have never been able to find any films that I like. And as I did more research and as I learned more, I realized there was this whole, you know, we call it like an indie porn, kind of like indie movies. There's a whole indie porn scene out there, and there's a bunch of really awesome creators and producers out there that are already making really amazing films. And so um, as part of Afterglow, I wanted to highlight those producers and those individuals and really showcase their amazing work too because they're doing such cool things in the industry. So for the month of August, we're really focused around um, some of the people that we work with in helping to bring, you know, this, porn and sexual wellness content to to more people. Okay. Interesting. Well, I did too. When, when I was working at the store and we were renting um, X-rated movies, um, the amateur films were huge. I mean, that was the stuff yeah. that people really enjoyed. So you actually had more of the authenticity. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't the mainstream whatever, and I mean the the um, Emma keep forgetting the word um, the amateur films rented at least two to three times what everything else did. So any any time I could get a deal on those, I always brought them in because I knew they were going to go out first. But like I said, you, you had so much more authenticity, you know, because it was it was yeah. real people and. You know, it just, it, it was a completely different feel to those films over everything else. But yeah, they, I actually, some of the guys that came in and rent it would, would actually stop at the door and like holler back, new, new amateur stuff. I'm like, yeah. And they come back and get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> an interesting, interesting little tidbit there too, um, was that the women that rent it would come straight in and go right to the shelf and get what they wanted, check out and go, right? The guys would come in, mosey around the store, check everything else, and then eventually go get what they wanted and then slink out of the store. But it was it was just funny because the women, they knew what they were there for, and they'd get it, no problem. Yeah. But, but the guys, like, they would just, it, no joke, it would take them a half an hour to get to the shelf. Women... They were in and out, knew what they wanted. They were there. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was just the difference in, in their attitude and their actions were just hysterical. But I was thinking about this. Well, the guys, their their wives were shaming them. And so, you know, the women, but yeah, the women just, they knew what they wanted and they just came in, got it and back out the door. So, and if a husband and wife came in together, the wife got the stuff for them. So, like, yeah. all right. Then. <laughs> oh, so is there anything that I forgot to ask you or missed asking you? Let's see. Yeah, I think one thing that I want to say is just that, like, porn is a really great part of a balanced sex life, which I think we touched on a little bit earlier, but... You know, porn is great for, for turning us on 
it's great for exploring our fantasies. You know, mm-hmm. it's very common for, you know, couples to watch maybe like a threesome porn, even if they never want to do that in their real life. It's just sometimes it's fun just to see it on screen and to fantasize. And I think, you know, it's great to see what sex looks like, whether it's the kind of sex that you want to have or not. And it's just so helpful in communicating with a partner or with somebody to say like, hey, let's, let's try that, you know, like that looks like fun. Um, True. And a lot of those conversations are just, are just lost. True. Well, it can be interesting too if, if you think that you want to have sex in the room with, with another couple. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to kind of test the idea and, and hear another couple in the room and, and, you know, before you actually do it to see if, yeah. if you know, just something I've heard people say that they've, they've tried that. And, and it, you know, if, if having porn on in the room freaks you out, then probably having actual people in the room is going to freak you out too. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it can, well, you can get some interesting ideas, and uh, mm. you know, of course, you might want to make sure how um, crazy what they're doing is. But I, you know, but yeah, it's uh, interesting to know that that you are still doing the the thirty um, day deal. So you want to you want to tell them yeah. again your website and about the thirty day special. Yes. So the website is XO, like hugs and kisses, XOAfterglow.com. And the access code, so you click sign up, and it'll ask you for an access code. And if you put in pleasure, that will give you a free 30-day trial site. Is that pleasure like capital letters, lowercase letters, doesn't make a difference? That doesn't make a difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't, oh, I don't and want you to asked me why at the beginning. I think you asked you were going to ask why I named it Afterglow. Yes. Um, couple of reasons. I I was looking for a word that was related to sex, but felt really fun and happy and pleasurable. Whereas I think a lot of the words related to sex feel kind of like dark and, and dungeon-y and seedy and, you know, that's really not the environment we're trying to create. We're really trying to create a, a safe space for exploration. And I thought that the, the name Afterglow captured that so well. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Good job. Good job. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was, I was on a road trip and I was driving and I was listening to a song by the band Purity Ring. And it says, leave me in the afterglow. And once I heard that, I was like, you know, I I had been thinking, like, what do we name it? What's it going to be? And I heard that song, and I was just like, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. I was last week on the show, I was was talking to somebody, and and she's trying to do a podcast and can't figure out what to name it. And I said, man, it's hard to come up with names. Well, Lily, thank you very much for being with us this week. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm you hoping. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. And and thank you for the the 30 day offer for my listeners. And and I'm gonna <clears throat> do that too. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> and there will be a replay of the show on the website if you go to 
lovecoachjourney.com slash XO Afterglow. So thanks again, Lily. I really enjoyed it. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.